telling you, 90% of the times, the individual I speak with, they are overqualified. And it's like, so what's the question? What's the concern? And it's them just realizing, you know what? I'm, I'm, I am the problem because I'm not believing that I'm supposed to be here. Take control of your career and compensation right now. It's your five minute career cat. Welcome back for an opportunity to gain exposure through others and education. If you are looking to pivot in your confidence, career, or company, I promise today's guest will share more hacks and nuggets that will directly help you. Grab your notepad or open up your notes on your phone so you will want to take notes on this episode. Before we dive in, if you haven't already hit that subscribe button, you can do so right now and be the first to know when we have new episodes available. And as we commit every week, no fluff, all action, Jessica Rich is just that. For over 16 years, she's flourished in corporate America, successfully navigating and taking others along with her. She has held roles in a Fortune 39 company. Jessica is a published author and the proud owner of a health and wellness company. Through this venture, she has empowered countless women to embrace their true potential and become a better version of themselves. Jessica's own transformative experience further solidifies her commitment to her clients. Having naturally shed 85 pounds embarking on her ongoing health and wellness journey, she intimately understands the challenges and triumphs accompanying personal transformation. And she is here with us to share with the audience today. Welcome to the podcast, Jessica. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining us. So to get started, I mean, in the intro, there are so many things about your background that stood out to me. So tell us a little bit about your journey, Jessica. Yeah, so you captured a lot. But um, as you said, I've been with uh, my company for 16 years, and I really started my junior year in college. Didn't anticipate that I would be here this long, right? Most times you think you're just getting a job to bring in some additional income. And I had an opportunity to not only grow with the company, but um, develop within leadership where I actually was promoted twice within 12 months. So my passion for helping people naturally just led me to multiple opportunities. Uh, I'll share, I work for State Farm Insurance on the corporate side. So it's the insurance um, industry. But um, as a leader, I've had an opportunity just to connect with so many people who want to either develop in their current role or they want to go on to promotions. And that's something that I found early on that I was very good at. From that, it helped me create um, my personal business, which um, is a health and wellness company, which is Getting Finer LLC, and also Jessica Rich Coaching, where I coach um, women how to you know, develop their leadership skills, as well as just everyday life coaching where they just need someone to talk to in this thing called life. That is awesome. Congratulations on what you've done thus far. The work you're doing in corporate America, I know is valuable in and of itself. So the things that you guys do at State Farm, obviously it's when we're in trouble, we need you. So <laughs> that's often. So I, I know we don't always celebrate insurance, right? But when you, when you need it, you need it, right? So I appreciate what you're doing there. And then the way you've been able to do your own thing on the side is awesome. So that's a testament to a lot of people listening. Oftentimes, we don't think that we can do that when we're working for someone else. And it's possible. Yeah. Jessica 
is a testament to the fact that that's possible. So congratulations in everything you're doing. The first question I have to ask is because I've been on my own healthy lifestyle journey since 2018. I'm also a former athlete. So, you know, I've been in shape and great shape before. However, I went through some things. I got divorced. I, um, I was transitioning between jobs. I was opening up several new locations in retail for a company that I was working for at the time. I had a lot going on and I picked up a good bit of weight and I was approaching my forties and the weight just wasn't coming off the way it would normally come off. I'm used to being able to cut five pounds, 10 pounds, 15 pounds here. If I need to, when I want to just wake up and you know, it's off, not anymore. So that changed. And so I had to get on a healthy lifestyle journey, which also included me just being focused on not just the physical part, but everything. So I'd love to hear a little bit about that process and and what that was like and what led you to it. So tell us about that, Jessica. So um, I was not the athlete. <laughs> um, my siblings were the athletes growing up. So when I started my journey, it really was I was tired of being overweight. You know, I had been overweight for most of my life. When I think about my childhood, I do think um, when my parents divorced, that was one of the things that kind of offset it. And it just continued throughout my um, adulthood. But I made the decision after, you know, I was working a job, I'll be honest, and someone kind of noticed I had picked up weight and they indirectly asked me if I was still boxing, which was a sign that clearly I was not still boxing. And I didn't take that as an offense. I took that as like, you know what, you know that you wanted to start this journey. So let's do it. So I did start changing the way I, I was eating. I started working out and that was in 2011. And then in 2014, I decided to get a personal trainer, which I had a personal trainer for two years who really, really, well, actually three, that they really, really helped me with, um, you know, lifting. A lot of what I was doing with cardio and what I learned is cardio wasn't where I was shedding. It was when I started lifting, when I really, really started shedding. Imagine a world where recruiters come knocking at your virtual door, eager to hire you for your dream job. This can be you with 5-Minute Career Hacks exclusive LinkedIn Hacking Package. Over 90% of recruiters rely on this platform to make hiring decisions. And guess what else? 75% of people hired last year were discovered right here on LinkedIn. But we get it. You're busy, overwhelmed, and just struggling to find the time to optimize your profile. Let us do the work for you. For a limited time only, sign up today and we can help you break through your career on LinkedIn. But in 2017, I got into a car accident and mm -hmm. that basically set me back quite a bit because my back has never been the same. Wow. So for me, um, it's real. It's an ongoing challenge. It's an ongoing journey, which I share with my clients. Like you're never going to be perfect. You're going to have those moments where a cheat meal turns into a cheat week and then a cheat month. But you know what? Don't beat yourself up too much. Give yourself some grace and keep the, having that mindset like you have a goal and you want to accomplish it but it has to be a lifetime goal because weight fluctuates, right? One week your temp is down 10 pounds and next week you're like, how to gain 10 pounds over the weekend. So um, it's a lifelong journey for some of us because some of us just don't have that ability and metabolism where we're trying to gain weight, we easily gain it. So I really had to stay focused and I had a very strong support system, which was my trainers. That is awesome. And you said so many important things there is a cheat, like the cheat meal turning into a cheat week. <laughs> that is a good one. And, and I think 
to your point, we're a hundred percent aligned. It, it should be a lifestyle, a holistic approach. I think you also share that as well with us in common, as far as how we believe it's a lifestyle. And I think I got also got to a certain point, as you mentioned that I was thinking about like what made me turn it into a lifestyle. And it was primarily the fact that I said, fast forward, Jamila, if God blesses you to live to 80, 90 years old, what do you want to be doing? Right. And I said, well, number one, I still want to be able to get around. I still want to be able to travel. I still want to be able to get in on and off the plane. I want to climb the Great Wall of China, climb the Great Wall of China. Okay. So how are you going to be able to do that 40 years from now? So what does that need to look like today in order to get there? And I realized that it wasn't just, like you said, cardio to lose the weight, right? I needed to make sure that number one, I don't lose bone density. And two, I'm building muscle mass in order to be able to sustain me out into my 80s so that I can enjoy life. If, you know, provided God gets me there and I'm healthy and I'm able to do it. So it's lifestyle. And then obviously what I'm taking in mentally, physically, you know, spiritually, financially, everything. I wanted to approach the entire, the entire thing. And I think that's to your point. The only way you can do that, though, is if you're not beating yourself up for the mistakes that you're naturally going to make along the way. We all do, right? So I'd love for you to talk a little bit more about that and how you're coaching people through that. I know you kind of said, hey, don't beat yourself up, but I know that's what we do as human beings, especially women, right? For all of the women listening and the hormonal changes and everything that you're going to go through, you're not alone. All of us do. (laughs) There's no such thing as not. But share a little bit about how you're coaching people on that. You know, you hit on a lot when you talk about it's being financially, spiritually, emotionally. One thing that although I do leadership development coaching and life coaching, it's all in one because my focus is to help women become a better version of themselves mentally, physically, emotionally and spiritually. Mm -hmm. And even though you may not be at your desired weight, we know physically when we're our best selves. Right. The weight doesn't matter necessarily like. Are you doing what you are you feeding your body the way you, you should? Are you taking those walks? Self-care is a huge part of my coaching because I believe wherever we are in our life, we have to take care of ourselves. How can we pour from an empty cup? So I always focus on self-care. I focus on self-love and also healing. And even if you are not doing all three of those things, you have to start with one. Because if you're not allowing that along your journey, even if we're doing just leadership development coaching, I always talk about work-life balance. What are you doing to pour into yourself? How are you taking care of yourself? Because how are you going to give to your people if you're not giving to yourself? And that's something I practice in corporate America. So it is something that I actually am an accountability partner for them. We set small goals like, okay, how can you implement self-care? What can you do for yourself? Even if it's 10 to 15 minutes, it's creating that habit and that routine. And then from there, you can build on it. So that could be your journaling, your affirmations. It can be working out, um, Mm -hmm. finding like quick things to do, walks, taking breaks. A lot of that is my practice because it's helped me be successful over the last three years when it went from me just being a corporate leader to actually building a business and clients. And I've seen it be successful in my own life. Oh, that's incredible. I hope you guys are taking notes because Jessica, while it may seem, you know, simple because you're, you're living it out. It's not right. It, it, it can be tough. And I think the thing I kept hearing you say was one thing, not everything, small steps, right? Yeah. I think that's so important too. I think a lot of times 
people will jump on fads, they'll jump on these diets and it's like quick, 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 quick. And that will not sustain you. It, you know, it really doesn't work. I even, I was listening to some of your content on YouTube and you talked about new year's resolutions. And I thought mm -hmm. that was so important as well, because most of them, I believe the national quit, the national quit day on your resolution, I believe is like the 18th or the 23rd of January is when most people quit on their new year's yeah. resolution. I can't remember the exact, it's somewhere between the 18th and the 23rd, I believe. And if that's, you know, not saying everybody, I'm sure there's a one percentile or a bell curve that says, you know, these 20% people don't, but for the majority they're quitting. So that small manageable plus accountability, which was key that she said there, right? I think that's so important. And if you're, if you're watching this and you want to rewind and take some notes, what she just shared, even though it seemed pretty simple, if you start thinking about your current habits, what you're currently also trying to do, are you overloading yourself? That would be the question. Is it something that you can actually work into your lifestyle? Like you brush your teeth every morning and if it's not, how do you revisit that to build towards that versus saying, this is what I'm going to do right now. So I thought that was incredible. And thank you for sharing. You mentioned at the top of the podcast that you believe what possibly triggered the unhealthy lifestyle for you was when your parents got a divorce. So what would you go back and tell your younger self, right? Now that you have all this perspective, all this wisdom, all this knowledge, and you're sharing with other people, what would you tell Jessica? right? That the audience would benefit from? What would you tell your younger self? That's a great question. I actually love this question. If I had one thing to tell younger Jessica, it would be not to th take things so seriously. I felt like I grew up much quicker than I should have. And I missed out on certain experiences in life, especially in college. I was so focused mm -hmm. on graduating that I didn't enjoy the normal college activities. Yeah, I feel like we're living the same life. I played basketball too, so that that took a lot of time off of my plate as well. But I didn't enjoy enough of that experience. And so I find myself, I also coach basketball now at the high school level. I find myself telling the kids like, yeah, you should enjoy it. Go to the homecoming, go to that party. We can do some drills later. Like make sure you're enjoying this moment. And those that have gone on and are now in college, it's the same advice, right? My niece just started uh, her earned the graduate degree and another good friend of mine, her daughter just started. And my advice is turn up, right? <laughs> Be safe, but turn up and enjoy that experience because you never get it back. And as you know, responsibility comes not soon after, if not while you're in college, not soon after that. And you never get that level of freedom where you're kind of still in a little bit of an incubator, if I, as I like to call it in college. So I think that's incredible advice not to take everything so seriously. There's time, right? So you can still be focused on your goals, but there's time. There's absolutely time. So tell me some of the common themes that you're currently coaching on, whether that's on the leadership or the healthy lifestyle. What are some of the common themes that you're hearing from people? Um, Work-life balance is huge. And that's across multiple industries. Um, I don't have children, but mm -hmm. some of my clients who have children and who don't have children are trying to find that balance of work and when to cut it off or you know sometimes it's self-doubt they're trying to prove themselves so much that they're overworking so trying to find that balance of let's set some healthy boundaries i believe in personal professional boundaries and how they can implement that and take care of themselves and also take their pto um that's one thing that i i, I see a lot confidence is huge 
Um, I am in corporate America and sometimes people are like, I don't know if I can, you know, coach with you because I'm not in corporate America. And that's not the case at all. Some of my clients are not in the corporate arena and even coaching them and corporate America individuals, confidence is huge. And when I mean confidence, it's that confidence to take the next step. Maybe they want to write a book. Maybe they want mm. to, you know, start a business. Maybe they want to go for a promotion or a different opportunity, but it's that internal chatter that holds them back. And we have to dig deep. Like, why are you doubting yourself? What's making you think you're not ready or you're not qualified? And I tell you this over 90% of the time they're overqualified and it's mm. just that they don't have the confidence to move forward. So that's one thing that's huge. And then um, something that has come about over the last year and a half is actually uh, fertility preservation. So I froze my eggs last January and I have a lot of women who have been career driven or just, you know, haven't met a partner or not sure where to go because, you know, they're either single or they're married and they're focused on their careers and they don't know what to do when it comes to fertility preservation. So that has picked up for me quite a bit, too, where people just need support or have questions about that process and trying to identify what's best for them. Those are three awesome things from a theme standpoint, and I'm so happy that you shared them, especially around the fertility, because I don't think there's a cookie cutter way to do this. Right? I think we may have been uh, groomed, if you will. Oh, you should go to school, be a doctor or a lawyer, get married, have 2.5 kids, get a dog or a cat, wipe it. You know, the, you know the drill, get a mortgage at this point. You know, you should be driving this type of car, this color, this color interior, like literally scripted. And I don't I don't subscribe to that. I think there's a way for each and every individual and a season for each and every individual. So now that you're sharing and being support for those individuals and going through the process, I think is incredible. So you guys have a resource and Jessica, be sure to connect with her. We'll leave that in the show notes in the description for this episode so you can connect with her. Uh, maybe there's a community that's going to spawn from that because I know there are so many women that need support and they oftentimes do it in silence. Yes. Right. And so I want to I want to make sure I call that out, that there are other people and you're not alone. I think the work life balance piece I'd love to dig into next that you said is a common theme. And then confidence after that. But with work-life balance, do you think it is 100% possible to be 50-50? This is something that I've discussed with the co-founders. I've discussed with other coaches. And so I'd love to hear your perspective on work-life balance. So my response to work-life balance being 50-50, I think, would be we go through different seasons. Some seasons you will be able to absolutely maintain 50-50. Some seasons you may have 60 on the personal side and 40 on the work side, especially if there's like peak volumes. Um, and then sometimes work maybe really, really require you to put in some more work. So maybe it's 40%, you know, that you have to give to the personal side and then 60% to work. The goal is to not have it so unbalanced that it is common that you're always giving 30% to your personal life and 70% to work. You have to be able to say, how do I make this a lifelong balance? And there is going to be times where the season and the requirements are just not there. And it's okay for those moments, but you can't make it a trend where you're always overworking yourselves or you're always pouring so much into work that you are basically you know, beating yourself down. And that's what I see quite a bit. So can it be 50-50? 
Yes, it's just not going to be always, but you have to be okay with the fact that when it's supposed to be 50-50, you're doing your part to ensure that you're having that appropriate split and you're not overworking yourselves when it's not necessary. I think that's an incredible answer. And I just, I just say, whatever that season is, be present in that season so that when it needs to shift, right? And so if you're only able to give 30 personal for the next 30 days, there has to be an expiration on that and be present in that 30%. Otherwise, when you, when the shift happens, it'll be fireworks, explosion, everything's on fire because you weren't present during that period of time. And I think this advice, in my opinion, holds true in relationships as well. I believe everyone goes into relationship thinking it's going to be 50-50 and that's just not possible. And if we think about it logically, whether that's losing a loved one or a challenging situation at work or relocation, which I went through a lot uh, during my marriage. So whatever that might be in that moment, it's not possible for it to be 50-50 and the roles may change as well. You might not be the, if you're the woman and you're used to being the person to cook and clean and do all that, that could shift and change. It can happen. You could have the baby and that could shift and change. You've got to be prepared for that by having some open, honest dialogue, whether that's with your partner in life or if that's on your job and they need to also understand. And we like to coach individuals on the front side before you even accept the job to to articulate what your balance might look like during different seasons. If that means I've got kids and I've got pickup duty, this window I need protected but communicating those things so that when it is off the 50-50, you're able to be present in both spaces, including work, the way you need to be so that there's not a distraction. Because giving 70 to work when you only have capacity for about 30 isn't 70%. That would be my, and I, I love that you said that and we're aligned. And I think it's so important that we understand that it changes and be open to that change. And it's not always going to look the same. I shared a story and I'll share briefly here about being able to watch my grandfather, uh, take care of my grandmother at the end of her life. The last few years, he learned how to cook. Now, if we talk about, you know, a man's man, that was my grandfather. There was no cooking. There was no cleaning. There was no washing clothes. And when I say this man was cooking for his wife, And to be able to see that shift in that last season, I think, was a great example for me in my early 20s to see that. And ultimately, I think that's a great example of how things can change and you have to be ready to adapt. So let's dig into, we talked about the work-life balance. I want to talk a little bit about the confidence as we begin to wrap up this episode. Talk to me a little bit about the confidence or the lack thereof that you're seeing and how you're helping people mitigate that. So I will say... um... A lot of my clients are mostly from the black and brown community, um, as well as, you know, you said you saw my YouTube. So like even, you know, some of the videos that I create, my goal is to really help the black and brown community because like that's what I'm invested in. And a lot of it is what we're conditioned. And some of it is also, you know, our parents didn't know or they didn't have always have that confidence, whether that's from you know, teachers or in a professional arena, our grandparents didn't have it. So when I dig deep, a lot of the confidence, lack of confidence sometimes stems from like past experiences. And they've always been so hard on themselves. Why are you always so hard on yourself? Because we always have to work two to three times harder, especially black women. So um, a lot of it comes from 
us inside of our heads because we've told ourselves all our life we're not doing enough we should be doing more and it rolls into preventing us from really doing some amazing things like the person knows they have the content for the book ready and the question is i just don't know when to start half of the book is written what do you already mean done. like what's the next steps you already saying that you're an awesome poet you're getting positive feedback but it's just that internal chatter that I need to do more. I need to consider this. And that's my own personal journey. You know, I think before I became an actual life coach, like I sat on the content for a year mm. going in my head. And my therapist had to say, like, could you just like, I just need you to jump. And that's what I needed. So a lot of times it is that we've been conditioned that we're supposed to do more. And we're also sometimes supposed to minimize ourselves, right? Ooh. Like dim your light because you don't want to come across as arrogant or cocky. There's a difference between being arrogant and cocky and tooting your own horn. And sometimes we don't know the difference. I'm telling you 90% of the times the individual I speak with, they are overqualified. And it's like, so what's the question? What's the concern? And it's them just realizing, you know what? I'm, I'm, I am the problem because I'm not believing that I'm supposed to be here conditioning, conditioning, conditioning. I like to say we are a product of our education, exposure, and experiences. We don't just wake up. We're not born and all of a sudden we have that fear or that hesitation or that hiccup, if you will, when we're thinking about that confidence to go write the book or publish the book, that might be the case, or start the podcast or go for that promotion. And we think we've got to do more or be more qualified. Like we're, especially black women are the most educated per capita out there, right? And, and we're just getting more education on top of more, but at some point it's got to stop and we got to go do to your point. And I think the points that you made there is they're so important when it comes to your confidence and, but you have to understand, you have to seek to understand how you got here in order to overcome that. And I think that's what you shared in some of the examples that you gave about our parents, our grandparents and teachers, coaches, whatever that may be, that may be still holding us back. And until you reach back and figure out that that's the thing that's holding you back, you may still struggle. It may, you may eventually get the book out, but then it'll be the second book that'll be, man, I don't know if I can do it again. And so until you go back and dig, it's going to be a challenge. It's going to be a struggle. Jessica, you shared so much with our audience today. And I could keep you on here probably for another half an hour. We could just talk about confidence probably for another half hour to an hour. But I want you to leave our audience with your final five words that either are your mantra, your affirmation, or that may help them, whichever you decide. What are your final five words for the audience? Okay. Um, if I had to leave, if I had to leave the audience with five words, I would say, don't be afraid to evolve. Wow. And I hope that's why. <laughs> uh, Lizzie, don't be afraid to evolve. Hey, it works for me because don't is a attraction. Okay. So we'll call that one word. I love it. Don't okay. be afraid to evolve. Don't yes. be afraid. We talked a, a common theme in our podcast today was change, understanding where you've come from, what you've been through, how it may be impacting you now, but go for it, right? Go for whatever that is. If you've got the seed planted, it's in your mind. You've thought of it. It's there. It's possible. I love those final five words. Jessica, it's been absolutely incredible to have you on the podcast today. 
thank you so much, so much for joining us. You could have been doing anything else, but you chose to share. You chose to give from your abundance. And I call it abundance, even though it's probably been challenging to get to this space. It's come with counseling. It's come with the healthy lifestyle journey, but it's still abundance. Your journey is abundance. And so I wanted to speak that life into you today. And I hope you guys leave comments for Jessica, connect with her and share with her how you were impacted by this episode. And I thank you so much for sharing with the audience because I think you've changed some lives today. So thank you, Jessica, for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. And until next time, I love you. Now the five minute career hack, we call this hacking. Look at you, you just did it. And you don't have to stop here. Take one step every week and ensure that you are pouring into you and getting closer to your career goals. Yep, see that button down there? Hit subscribe, but don't stop there because you know what they say, sharing is caring. So take five and we'll see you next week.